Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour was back in action at Wall Stadium for the first time in 12 years, and NASCAR's International Series campaign in the NASCAR Pinties kicked off their 2019 campaign this past weekend as well. That being said, I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined once again by Kyle Rickey here on NASCAR Coast to Coast at the Motor Racing Network. And Kyle, back-to-back weekends of racing for the Modified Tour as they took on the Jersey Shore 150. And that little bullring of Wall Stadium did not disappoint as it seemed to be a lot of action. Yeah, and I think a lot of the drivers knew going into that 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 was going to happen. In fact, uh, when Doug Kobe won here at the fall final at the Stafford Motor Speedway about uh, nine days ago, he was asked in the in the press box, um, would Wall now be considered a wild card? And, and Doug said, no, they're going to approach it just like every other race. I think he had a an inkling, though, that it could be a little wilder than most of the races on the tour. And it was 10 caution flags and 150 laps. A lot of laps were run under yellow. I believe 44 percent of the race was under the yellow flag. It produced a few lead changes, seven different lead changes. And we saw for the second week in a row some new names toward the front of the field. Woody Pipcat claiming the win. Uh, Blake Barney, who, who's this is his, kind of his sophomore season in the tour, hasn't really run full-time up until this year, finishing in the second spot. You had Timmy Catalano up in the top five. Dave Sapienza had his best run of the year. So while a lot of the bigger names had issues, uh, it allowed some of these smaller teams and, and drivers with some lesser experience to be able to dodge some wrecks and, and have good days. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a caution-filled race. I watched those highlights, and at one point, someone was up on the wall and sideways. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it gives an opportunity, like you said, for these younger drivers or, hey, someone that might not get a get a good run at something, get those good finishes. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up the modified tour points for this season. But also, NASCAR Pinty Series kicked off their 2019 season with the Clarington 200 at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and Kevin Lacroix collected that victory also an interesting race there with a lot of action on the last lap as well yeah a lot of great racing not as many cautions as the modifieds again a race that was uh, seen live on fanschoice.tv i believe there were just five cautions one of those yellows was was scheduled uh, a competition caution uh, later in the event i believe midway through the event but kevin lacroix finally able to claim the win at canadian tire motorsports park for the season opener a driver that has run so well there over the years Season opener slipped uh, out of his fingers a year ago when he and Andrew Ranger came together late. They came together again late this past week. No contact was made, but uh, Lacroix able to make the pass on Ranger, coming to two to go. Another fantastic finish, a great race, as, as it always is when the NASCAR Pinty Series is in action. Another great field of cars. I believe they had 20-plus race cars start the event uh, a, a series that in Canada is their national series and appears to be 
very healthy with some of their big superstars up toward the front of the field once again this year. It was like deja vu for Kevin Lacroix between him and Andrew yeah. Ranger and Gary Clut, who was running in third, actually broke the track record in qualifying earlier um, in the weekend, which is cool. He was waiting for that deja vu to play out, but unfortunately, it did not play out in his favor. So Gary Clut came home third over LP Dumoulin and Jason Hathaway, and they've got some time off. They don't go to Jacasa until June 1st for that second, but we'll talk to both Woody Pitcat, winner in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, and Kevin Lacroix later on the show when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, Trust it to perform. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll not only get better parts at better prices, you'll also get friendly and knowledgeable parts professionals. From replacement parts to tools and accessories, O'Reilly will help you get the parts you need and the great service you deserve. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Wings Nation, your go-to for Wings Sprint Car Talk, news and information. Find all the episodes of Wing Nation on your favorite podcast platforms. Steve Post, Ashley Stremme, and Aaron Evernham. Go in-depth with the race winners and personalities from dirt tracks all across America. Like Wing Nation on Facebook. Follow Wing Nation on Twitter. You'll get stories and information and live broadcasts of Wing Nation shows from some of the top dirt tracks in the nation. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Cars. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour capped off back-to-back weekends of action with a return to Wall Stadium up in New Jersey. And a driver found his way into victory lane after a crazy green-white checkered. And we're joined on the guest line now by Woody Pitcat. Woody, first off, thanks for coming on and congratulations on your win this weekend. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Hey, you broke a four-year winless streak this up-and-coming week, or this past weekend, up at Wall Stadium. How cool was it to get back in victory lane, and what were those emotions like? Uh, yeah, it was definitely cool. It's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, I've, I feel like I've been struggling, obviously, the last couple of years. Um, I, since I had the 88 ride, you know, four or five years ago, uh, I kind of got spoiled with that ride. And, you know, it was running pretty much top five every week and, and battling for wins and battling for the championship, so... I had been trying to get back to that level and um, still am trying to do that. So it was nice to be able to, to finally get back in victory lane. I know it wasn't a great race, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, a win's a win, and uh, we'll take it any way we can. And it was, you know, cool to win for Danny Watts and obviously, um, you know, Teddy driving that car. Um, unfortunately, losing him, that was the, you know, the opportunity that I got to, to drive the car. That's not how I wanted to get a ride, but... Uh, you know, I, I obviously had the opportunity to, you know, Danny could have obviously picked anybody else, and he picked me, and, you know, I appreciate that. And like I said, I'm just finally glad, you know, I'm happy for myself, but for, for him and his team and the struggles that he's had uh, to finally get in victory lane. You mentioned how crazy the race was, 10 caution flags throughout the event. You took the lead with just a handful of laps to go. One, did you have any close calls during the race? And two, at what point did you realize that you had a legitimate shot at, at winning the event? 
Yeah, there was definitely uh, a lot of close calls. Um, you know, I told my guys before the race even started that I was going to kind of just, uh, you know, lay back tonight and uh, and try to take it all in and just try to be there at the end. Um, I figured it was going to be kind of chaos. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. But I just told those guys I wasn't going to take, you know, like an extra chance like maybe I would at tracks that I'm more accustomed to, like a Loudon or a Stafford or Thompson. Uh, just kind of sit back and, and try to get to the break and, uh, you know, get the new tires on it, make the necessity adjust or the right adjustments that we would need to uh, to, to try to move forward, you know, towards the, the last half of the race. And we were kind of hovering right around the top 10 and, and we missed a couple wrecks there. And then, you know, after the break, uh, Jared, my crew chief, you know, did an awesome job with uh, really making the right call during the pit stop because he kind of felt like, uh, with 50 lap run, we were probably the way the race was, you know, going. We were probably only going to get about 20 laps of green flag. So he kind of, you know, threw kind of like a time trial set up in there, gave a big stagger, and knew it only was going to have to last for like 20 laps, and it worked to our advantage. You know, we we were just uh, missed a bunch of wrecks, and then I, I, at the end there, when I knew I was going to restart on the outside pole. Uh, my car owner there, Danny, came over the radio and said, can we just red flag this race or, you know, yellow checkered it and, and leave it here with a second and, and load up and go home? And I was thinking to myself, no way. You know, I can, I think I have a legitimate shot at beating this kid on the restart and winning the race. So I'm glad that's what happened. I'm glad we went back to the green and, uh, you know, I nailed the restart and was able to bring it home with victory. I watched a lot of the recaps and highlights that NASCAR Home Tracks was posting throughout the race from the Fans' Choice Live um, things and it definitely looked like a crazy race every time I seemed to click on there someone new was leading but this is the first time the tour's been back to Wall Stadium in I mean just about 12 years what was the feelings and what was the environment like bringing the tour back to Wall I mean you've been on the circuit for quite a few years how cool is it to bring the tour back to a little tiny bull ring like that yeah I mean I've only been there you know like for the turkey derby races and stuff and I can just see the uh the way the atmosphere and the crowd is there but um it just shows, you know, how loyal that we have for fans on the Oil Modified Tour. Because, like, even when we're signing the autographs and stuff, you see, you know, a lot of the familiar faces, which is cool because, obviously, you know, they love the Modifieds and they go from track to track. So, to see the packed house, I mean, they were saying people were rolling in there at, like, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning uh, to watch practice, you know, and the fans were uh, the stands were actually pretty crowded for practice. So, to see, you know, a full house down there, um, unfortunately, the race probably wasn't, the way, uh, you know, the fans would have liked to see. I'm sure they would have liked to see a lot more green flag racing instead of a bunch of cautions. And I kind of feel bad for them because, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones that, you know, let us go out there and do what we love to do. So you want to keep them happy. But um, all in all, it was, like I said, it was really cool to see uh, the support that we had from the fans, you know, from up north to the ones, you know, down there in that area. So it was cool. Like I said, I wish the racing was a little bit better. Um, and I know a lot of people are, are kind of trying to, you know, people were asking, well, is it the track? You know, it had nothing to do with the track. You know, they've been racing there for, for over 60 years. So it had nothing to do with the track. I think it was just had to do with, uh, you know, a lot of different things between the way the officiating was going and the way that, uh, the scoring was going on, on who was lining up where and not getting in the right, correct lineup to the frustration of the drivers having that problem and, you know, and then a couple cautions lead to more cautions and then just all hell breaks loose. So I don't think you can really blame, blame a lot of it on the track. I think you have to blame it more on, on everything else. 
hoping for a cleaner race in about 10 days' time when you guys hit the racetrack next at the Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts. Your 150th modified tour race, you have four wins, four poles, and 72 top 10 finishes. Is there a race among the first 149, maybe outside of last Saturday night, that uh, stands out more to you? Well, listening to those stats, that's probably not very good for coming to that many races. I would would have had hoped to have win more than that. Um, You know, obviously, I guess they don't count that all-star race as a win because, you know, if you had that, that'd be five wins total, but that's all right. But um, I I still have to say, you know, the the winning at Loudoun, you know, in September, the first year I drove for Buzz in the 88, and obviously winning the Spring Sizzler, I still think that the Spring Sizzler, um, is the, my biggest win on the tour so far be, just because of the fact that because that was my hometown and to see, you know, how many people have accomplished that win there and the extra laps and stuff, um, that one's, you know, a big one that I, 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 I look at. Um, I, I mean, obviously any win on the tour is big, you know, and to be able to go to a track, I've always said, like even running the MRS, I always wanted to try to win on a track that I don't run at all the time. You know, I, I can win at Stafford and Thompson and stuff and even Loudon, but to be able to win at, like, a smaller, short track um, would be cool. So to be able to win at Wall, you know, and, and knowing, like, John Blewett and and, and um, Jimmy, those guys have got a pretty good relationship with them. So to be able to go down there and win where John has accomplished so much means a lot to me. Kyle had mentioned it just a moment ago, roughly 10 days away from now. The Modified Tour will be back in action at Seekonk Speedway on June 1st. You've got this one under your belt. You guys are sitting fifth in points. What's your guys' thoughts on the overall team morale going into Seekonk? Um, I think, you know, it's definitely a big confidence booster. Uh, we've, Like I said, we've been pretty much down in the dumps trying to uh, to figure out. The car that we run is one of those Troyer TA2 cars that we've been running that uh, a lot of the people that have had them in the past kind of gave up on them. I think me and when Ryan runs his, Priest, he'd probably be the only other one. So we've struggled with it a lot, and um, – you know, actually this Friday we're going to test our brand-new TA3 car that we have and then make a decision on which car we're going to use at Seacon. But I think that, you know, everybody's at a high right now um, to be able to win. Everybody's pumped up, and I think that everybody's going to want to work, you know, a little bit extra harder to get back to victory lane because of the fact that we were there and we got to see how it is there. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I've had, you know, good runs in the past at Seacon, but Seacon is – Another place where, you know, if you if you go there with a good car, you love the place and you're having fun. And if you go there and, and you're struggling, you hate the place. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can go there and, and come out, you know, hopefully with a decent, you know, car with a good qualifying and, uh, and be there at the end to, to try to contend for another win. Now, a few moments ago, you mentioned the MRS Tour. It's the Valente Modified Racing Series that also races up here in the Northeast. One of a few tours outside of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. You've run most of those tours over the years. Right now, for modified racing up here in the Northeast, you have the SKs, you have SK Lights, you have the different tours, several open shows, including one here at Stafford uh, this Friday night. How do you see the health of modified racing right now as somebody that's been involved in so many of the different levels of modified racing? I mean, I think it's really good. Um, the only thing I'm getting a little bit nervous about is if they're going to, if they have too many, you know, if they start adding too many, you know, like you said, they have the tri-track series. They got the bowling bash now. That's going to be formed this year for two or three races. And then I thought there was going to be another one. Um, that Carino, uh, 
I forget his first name. I don't think it's Gary Carita, but it's it's a guy that was used to be a tech official that was going to try to start a series and run on American Racers down at Waterford. So I think it's going to get to a point where you're going to spread, you know, spread it out too much, and then there's not going to be, you know, dates that are going to conflict, and and it's going to hurt a car count because you're going to have the car count spread out. So I think right now with the with the series with the Valente modified racing series and the tri track and the tour and the, all the SKs, I think you're pretty much at a max right now. I'd have to say, you know, the SK modified racing at, at Stafford is by far one of the best racing um, in the not not if not in the Northeast, but all in the United States. I mean, you got probably 14, 15 guys on any night that can win over there. Um, you know, and I, I've raced there for, for so long, but it just seems like it's getting better and better. And then obviously all the young kids coming up in the SK lights, I mean, it, it, it looks good. You know, the future looks good for, for modified racings with the youngsters coming up and even, you know, some of the, some of the four or five year old veterans in the SK. So I think, you know, right now it's good, and you know, hopefully it'll it'll keep growing, and, and people will move up, and we'll have more competition to to go off of. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, obviously, stouting one of the the best entry lists that we've seen so far in the 2019 season consistently, and it's cool to see a lot of those names, like he'd said, that have come up through Stafford, and you know, a lot of them being close to my age. But joined now on the guest line by Woody Picot, this past weekend's winner in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, the Jersey Shore 100. Woody, congratulations once again, and good luck this up-and-coming, I guess, two weeks um, at Seekonk in the rest of the 2019 season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. When we return, we'll have on the guest line the winner from up in Canada as the NASCAR Pinty Series kicked off their season, Kevin Lacroix, when we return here on NASCAR Ghost to Coast. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Another one of NASCAR's International Series kicked off their 2019 campaign this past weekend as the NASCAR Pinty Series was in action at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and a familiar name found his way into victory lane as Kevin Lacroix captured another victory at the road course and we're joined by him on the guest line now. First off, Kevin, thanks for coming on, and congratulations on the win this past weekend. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. You found yourself in the catbird seat this past, or the 2018 season at this race. Um, unfortunate ending to it, which gave away the win, but you found yourself in a similar position this year and captured that win. How much of a confidence booster is it to start your season off on top? Well, yeah, it's good to start the season in a in good position like this. Uh, seems like uh, in the past, every time we 
we started uh, the season uh, on a bad note. It uh, keeps going bad all season long, and now uh, uh, starting on the, with a first position uh, feels good. Uh, takes uh, some pressure off uh, our shoulders, so we kind of break the ice uh, for the first time uh, for the first race of the season. So uh, feels good, and uh, yeah, uh, just that uh, you know, last year it happened. Uh, same last lap, I mean, uh, I was uh, beating uh, Andrew Ranger, he took me out last year, and now uh, I was able to hold him up, so uh, it was really a good feeling to win it. Those that uh, were able to watch on fanschoice.tv, uh, they saw a great finish as well, uh, passing Andrew Ranger there in the, in the last couple of laps, I believe coming to two to go. Walk us through those last couple of laps from your seat for those that may have missed it uh, live uh, a couple of days ago. Well, I, w- I would say I was really uh, stressed or really pumped up for, for these uh, last few laps. Uh, we uh, pitted for tires uh, really late in the race, and we uh, I was starting, I think, like uh, P8 or 9th with only six laps to go, so... Uh, I was uh, pushing really hard to, to catch up, and I was not expecting to get the win, but with the late restart, it uh, gave me the chance, uh, you know, starting from uh, third position at the restart uh, with two, uh, three laps to go. Uh, you know, I was still on the, on the nerves or really uh, excited about uh, catching up the, the leaders. So uh, uh, everything happened so fast in race cars, and, uh, you know, in NASCAR also, uh, anything can happen with, uh, you know, with our bumpers and <laughs> it, it plays really hard, so uh, it was really exciting uh, the last few laps. And uh, you know, I I just didn't think about anything. It just went uh, uh, through the door that opened in corner ten, and uh, that was it. So uh, it was really uh, really exciting. Now this is your fourth victory at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, beating out the original record that you were tied with Andrew Ranger and I believe LP Dumoulin. How awesome is it to get to add that to your resume on the Pinty series of being, you know, one of the all-time active winners at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park? Well, that's something that uh, uh, I like to uh, to get. You know, I I probably have the best win percentage in uh, in road course or even in NASCAR Pinty series history. So uh, trying to get more more uh, statistics like this is good, but. Uh, uh, you know, the, there's only one missing, and it's the, the championship. So, uh, for sure, it's nice to break records like this. But, uh, you know, at the end of the year, if if I don't win the championship, that uh, it doesn't matter, you know. And you were fifth in points a year ago. Several finishes, though, outside of the top 15 uh, didn't really allow you to contend for that championship. Uh, what was the big takeaway from, from last year, if anything, that you can apply to this year to, to be in position uh, at the end of the year to, to run for the title? Well, uh, you know, if I looked at the past uh, two years, it was different. Uh, I mean, last year, uh, uh, I was, uh, I led like 40% uh, of the laps all season long. I was really fast every racetrack and uh, I was in good uh, position to get a win or, you know, get some points for the championship. And we had some trouble with uh, mechanical issues. Uh, during the year, we blew uh, four engines and uh, no two transmission in the, in the year. So that was the main point uh, last year, the main uh, problem that we had. Uh, so we didn't win the championship. And the year before, it was more, I would say, more driving mistakes uh, that I did in 2017 uh, that, you know, didn't 
make me win the championship. So I guess last year I learned from my mistakes in 2017, and and now uh, as a team we uh, we got to learn from our mistakes in 2018. So we uh, our mechanical issues uh, we get rid of it. So uh, we need to, to get the same speed as uh, we did last year, but uh, I guess uh, the luck on our side uh, this time. It's definitely nice, like you said, to start that season off with a win and start ahead. But Kyle had mentioned a little bit earlier on how he got to watch the Pinties race on FansChoice.tv. Um, that was recently announced this year that they were going to be carrying the Pinties races. As a driver and someone who has a um, pretty stout fan base in the Pinties series, how important is it to have a platform like FansChoice.tv to be able to show and expose you know, the Pinties series? Well, it's very important, I guess, uh... Now everything is about exposure or uh, the the ease to for the fan to get to watch our race uh, racing because uh, now everything is about sponsorship and uh, and support from companies and uh, if you don't have any uh, uh, if you don't have fans then there's no uh, sponsorship so uh, the more we can get uh, views or interest from uh, from anyone it's uh, it's good for our series so uh, I think uh, from the past few years uh, the series has got. Uh, better at this and uh and uh you know it's we're looking forward for the for the future to to get it even better now like a lot of the other nascar touring series across the country here in the u.s i end up in canada most of the teams are family owned like your team give us an idea of what it takes to to run full-time in this series with a family-owned operation how many cars do you have and and how many people do you have helping you out week to week well, uh, yeah, because it's a family business, you know, we uh, we we sell auto parts normally in the uh, during the week. So we got uh, many employees and uh, friends that uh, we can get to the races. Yeah. So uh, you know, helping us out with the low fees, uh, so uh, that cuts, uh, you know helps with the budget a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, we have five cars in our team, uh, you know. Uh, one spare for road course, uh, uh, one spare for oval, and uh, I would say uh, two oval are real race cars and one one race car for road course. So a uh, total of five cars. We uh, we bring about 20, 22 people to the racetrack every weekend. So uh, uh, it costs a lot of money. We, uh, we need, uh, but for sure it's not like uh, being full-time team uh, as the, the teams in the U.S. You know, we... Uh, here we uh, we can make like the you know we make a living during the week and uh, we have fun all together on the weekend. For sure, it's not like this for every team. Uh, for my team, it's like this. But uh, having uh, you know some friends that can uh, we can bring to the racetrack and help us out. It's uh, you know they lower the cost a little bit, but still we need about a 500 grand budget to to run a full year. The next race for you guys on the Pinty Series schedule is Jacasa in Hamilton, Ontario. You guys have this weekend off, but it is June 1st. Um, how do you guys feel about going into Jacasa? That's one of my bucket list racetracks, is that facility seems just phenomenal. Yeah, well, this is, since it's uh, been uh, renewed uh, a few years ago, it's uh, probably our best oval. I would say, uh, you know, we do New Hampshire in the U.S., uh, which is a mile track, uh, but uh I would say in Canada, that's uh, our best oval. It's really nice, uh, brand new, and uh, five eighths of a mile. So it's uh, with uh, some banking. So it's uh, quite a, a fast track. And going there towards uh, twice a year is really exciting. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, having good, uh, you know, good presentation 
uh, a facility with good presentation like this, it's uh, easier to bring people and, uh, you know, make them uh, uh, really enjoy the, the show and the race. So uh, it's good for our series. And no driver has ever won the opening two races back-to-back, and you become now the favorite because you also won at Jucasa a year ago. So best of luck to you when you get there in a couple of uh, 10 days' time. want to ask you about New Hampshire. You mentioned New Hampshire Motor Speedway a moment ago, one-mile oval. And for you guys, kind of like, I guess, your super speedway compared to all the short tracks that uh, the series runs up in Canada, how important was it and is it, because uh, you guys are coming back later this fall, for the series to be racing here on U.S. soil and, and to kind of get in front a little bit more of, of the U.S. race fans, especially up, up here in the north, northeast part of the country? Well, yeah, like I said, you know, the more fans you can get anywhere, uh, uh, the best it is for the series. Uh, uh, for myself, I guess uh, my sponsors are all Canadian, so it uh, doesn't change much. But, like, you know, uh, having just interest coming from outside uh, for the series, and that's good. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I think we can give a good show, and it's uh, something new that, uh, that uh, you know, in the U.S. they don't have because we have, uh, you know, uh, Maybe if we enjoy the fans in the U.S. and I'm sure they can uh, keep watching us on road courses and street courses, which is uh, different than NASCAR in the U.S. So I guess uh, we can take some fans there and uh, bring some interest in our series. And maybe, you know, when uh, you know we had Adam Andretti coming in uh, our series for a race and sometimes some American coming in our series for a, for a few races. So it just brings uh, more excitement to our series. So make uh, make our racing better in Canada and, you know, uh, and that's better for, for the show, better for the fans, and better for, for the sponsors. It was definitely cool to see the Pinties on track at New Hampshire last year, combined with the Modified Tour and the K&N East. Uh, definitely a weekend full of racing action in NASCAR's regional. But, Kevin, we thank you so much for joining us. Again, congratulations on your win this past weekend. Enjoy your off weekend, and uh, good luck in the 2019 season. All right, thank you very much. When we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll talk about the drivers that found their way into victory lane as well as some more NASCAR international news here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up two five-and-a-quarter-ounce bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Clean and lubricate your fuel system while increasing miles per gallon with two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Peak Mexico Series was also in action this past weekend at Mexico or at Gran Primo Peak, where Salvador de Alva dominated in the race, followed by Ruben Ravelo, Al, uh, Abraham Cauldron, Ruben Garcia Jr., and Jorge Goters. But also, there was some short track racing. At the in the United States that also took place, and Kyle, some of those drivers found their way to victory lane. 
I think you should broadcast some of those NASCAR oh my Mexico races. Just saying. Yes. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, there was other action over the uh, over the weekend. Sunset Speedway up in Canada tried to get their Velocity Weekend in, their Spring Velocity Weekend. Jordan Sims picked up the APC late model race win. Before the rains came, their 75-lap NASCAR Wheelin' All-American Series race, however, was rained out. Uh, has not yet been rescheduled, but they are back in action this weekend, May 25th, for a regular program. Colorado National Speedway in action. Brian Yaki won the Pro Truck feature. They're back this weekend with their late model program. And uh, here at the Stafford Motor Speedway, Glenn Ream picked up the SK Modified feature event win on Friday night. Kingsport Speedway saw Nick Williams hold off uh, Joey Trent to win their late model feature. And Bowman Gray Stadium finally beat out Mother Nature with Tim Brown and Carson Ware splitting the twin uh, modified features. And Amber Lynn won her first sportsman feature, while Justin Taylor won the second sportsman feature of the night. So glad to see they finally got a break from Mother Nature this past Saturday night. And with Mother Nature lifting, that'll add some shakeup to the NASCAR Wheel and Division 1 standings. They were released last week, um, you know, the top so many. But right now, as of May 15th, Peyton Sellers leads those efforts over Nick Sanchez, the Drive for Diversity driver. We've seen him here in studio with us. Uh, Philip Morris, Sam Yarborough, Blaine Perkins rounds out the top five, and Ryan Vargas, two California boys, up in the divisions. Kyle, weekend off from NASCAR regional racing. I'm going to Indy for my first 500. What are you doing? I'll be here at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Big night of racing on Friday night. Then we'll head up to the Mananoc Speedway up in New Hampshire on Saturday for a NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series event. Perfect. You just can't stay away from the short tracks, can you? No, absolutely not. I mean, what else would I do? I mean, I guess I could sit in front of the TV and, and watch all the motorsports coverage, but that's Perfect. no fun. Take your NASCAR nap during the Coke 600. Well... That being said, I'm Hannah Newhouse. Thanks, Kyle Ricky, for producers Craig Moore and Brian Yeswich. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, and we'll see NASCAR you Coast next week here on the Motor Racing Network. By Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.